All right, guys, we are back with another exciting episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. Tonight, we're doing things a little bit differently. I am flying solo, and I have got a guest co-host hailing from the fine state of Tennessee, where they are known for their basketball programs, Moonshine, and Nashville. Big A. Country Music USA. Country Music USA. <laughs> We've got Big A. In fact, this is going to be the Big A and Wally radio show tonight. I like it. What's, well, it's Wally and Big A. We'll no, on. you got to do it alphabetically, dog. It's all right. This is your episode, man. We're featuring you or, tonight. Or, or we'll go from height. So it would be Big A and then a long pause. Uh, Wally. A lot of B-roll. A lot of B-roll. <laughs> and then a beard with shoes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, I am excited today. You've had a awesome season uh, you've put some awesome deer on the ground. You've done some awesome things with some awesome people, traveled across the country, uh, chasing whitetail. And today's podcast is just going to be about catching up with a former star of the podcast, dude. The last episode that we did with you did very well. Uh, people really liked you and hearing from you. And uh, given that you've had some good success, I think this is going to be a good episode. But before we get to that, we do have to thank the people who make this possible. The title sponsor of this podcast is Tethered, and y'all aren't going to hear anything from me today. Adrian, you love the Tethered system, so I want you to tell everybody what your favorite Tethered product item is. On the spot. Ooh, man. Well, I don't mind being on the spot. It's just there's so many... And don't tell them about any of the Uh, cool stuff that's uh, coming. Okay, so... (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's, uh, to be announced and... Real soon though, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Predator platform. Um, phenomenal product, lightweight, compact, and you know I, I'm I'm a big guy, big feet, whatever. It does everything I need it to do and more. Solid. So you know it's just whether it's te- you know that, that's just a, a phenomenal phenomenal tether product. That was that's my favorite. Uh, and you know, like I said, there's other things, but by far, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the the Predator platform best exemplifies how innovative and awesome the Tethered Company is because a lot of people make good saddles. There's a lot of good saddles out there. There is, in my mind, only one platform that really performs the way it's supposed to, and that's the Predator platform. Well, I mean, there, there's other platforms that guys, you know, everybody's different. That's just the unique thing about saddle hunters we all like different things sure. and what what suits us as an individual but with i've tried almost every single other platform in some capacity whether it's it's been just a sample use of it or i've, I've, I've set right. in a tree and stood on one the predator packs so easy um you know and the fact that it's going to be solid not move on the tree um you can put it on a crooked tree, a leaning tree, and I just it, it serves my needs. It, it, it serves mine. You know, other guys might like other things, but I think that, you know, just based on, on public opinion, too. I mean, it's, it's freaking popular. It's just yep. the right size. It's not too big. It's not too small. And uh, you can you can customize it with your own colors. I mean, who doesn't like to do that as a saddle? I'm hunter? with you, dude. So if you're interested in Tethered, go to www.tetherednation.com. Tell them Big A and Wally sent you. Uh, actually, don't do that. Tell them Chasing Tails Outdoors sent you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
But, uh, you know, there's other people who make this show possible as well, and that's our Patreon subscribers. And guys, I cannot thank you enough for choosing to support this show. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what is Patreon? Patreon is a monthly subscription service where you can sign up to support this show with a monthly donation. That donation goes right to the operating cost. It goes right to camera equipment cost. It goes to license cost, travel cost. Those are the things that we do with the money. There's no profit made with Chasing Tales. It 100% goes right back into the business. So if you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Chasing Tales Outdoors. Or if you want to keep it simple, look in the show notes below. I've got a link for you and sign up. And if you sign up, you still have a chance to win two Havilon Peranta knives that we're giving away, and this is breaking news. Like This hasn't even been put out there yet. We are going to be giving away a puffy jacket from Fleet as well. So there are going to be three winners, two knives are being given away, and you can get a chance to win a puffy jacket as well. If that's not incentive enough, well, you know what? We'll we'll do our best next time to get you, but uh, that's our way of saying thanks for our Patreon subscribers. So With that out of the way, Adrian, dude, you have had one awesome year. I mean, that's just my perspective looking in. Maybe you're upset with how it went, but I don't gather that that's the case. Oh, no, no. I mean, just just the experiences and the the relationships built and the people I got to hang out with and be around. And, and, you know, I, I like to see myself as a progressive hunter, always wanting to learn, whether it's good or bad, you know, from other people and myself. And I couldn't, you know, I... I I was blessed. Uh, whether whether I got deer on the ground or not, I was still going to be blessed with a good season just from the, the, the people I'm associated with, and uh, I loved it. I mean, it was it was it's it, well, it's still going on. So yeah, it's, it's, I, you know, I think that's what blessed. I really enjoy about your company, man. Is you always have this real modest and fun and easygoing like expectation for the year. Like I think you enjoy killing big deer just like the rest of us, but I think you're also if you had a bunch of of just irreplaceable memories from doing things and going out, but you never punched a tag, I think you'd still like chalk the season up as a success. Definitely. Like, you know, from a, from a standpoint of, of maybe the funnest season I've ever had as a hunter, I would definitely say it's this year. Now that doesn't mean I've killed my biggest deer this year, but that's not how I grade myself in my season. You know, I mean, and, and again, every hunter's different, and they have the right to feel how they want to on that. But, you know, it, my season started off here in Tennessee um, with a um, – we have an early season velvet hunt. is a weekend hunt that they started last year that, that they opened up for Tennesseans, but it's, it's private lands only. They will not let you hunt um, the velvet bucks on public land. So I – that was at – mid to late August and as hot as can be, but as a diehard deer hunter and the excitement, you know, got to do it. Um, so I think, uh, I was only able to do that one day, but the fact that I got to go out early was awesome. Um, saw some small, um, small velvet deer. So that's how it started. And then from there, uh, Tennessee opener, uh, had some, some deer on me there and, you know, just, just being out in the woods for the first few hunts is just the most fun time, probably just the excitement. Cause you're like a little kid at Christmas, you know? And then, uh, from there, I, I went to Kentucky with a fellow tethered guy, Jared Schaefer and met up with him and Parker McDonald. And 
I'm coming in. They'd been there all week and both got bucks, which was awesome. And we camped and, um, the only, the only time I even, uh, saw a, uh, a buck when it was actually a shooter was my first set within the first 20 minutes. And it came in from behind and winded me. Um, but just, just going, that was my first time to hunt Kentucky. And I mean, we, we both know Parker and Jared, awesome guys. And that, that was just, that was kind of the start of it. You know, we're, 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 we're I, I like to think we're just good natured guys that like to have fun and we goof off and, and cut on each other and, and it's nothing personal. And we, you know, we just sit there and campfire and we, we camped out and uh, just, just building relationships, man, the, that, that, that brotherhood of, of hunters that, that, uh, can relate with each other. I mean, have you ever just noticed how fast hunters just get close to each other in, in a friendship way? More than oh, yeah. so just another random person you meet. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, throughout our daily lives, and, you know, you're meeting all kinds of people, whatever. Right. And, and then, but something about hunters, we connect yeah, on man. another level, it seems like. <laughs> and it's just, I can't explain it. I'm not going to try to explain it. It might be a little awkward, but it's there. Let's just 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 say it right now. It's a thing, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so uh, from there, uh, Kentucky, I you know it was a fun experience. Uh, never drew back on anything, but uh, left there happy as could be, enjoying my time with, with great company. And then uh, I think that yeah, the next week. Uh, Drove up to Michigan for the Public Land Challenge with uh, the Tethered Crew and uh, Hunting Beast and uh, the Hunting Public Boys. Um, and golly, now that's that that's a camp right there. Um, <laughs> How I, was that? Is are they as much fun as they look? Like some guys, I feel like put on a show. I think other guys are just real and they are who they are. And I have a feeling that they are the latter. That is just a it's a bunch of great people. Talk about just blue collar, regular, right. regular Joes. I mean, I'm I'm just a regular guy. I'm a high school teacher that has a hunting obsession. Like everybody <laughs> listening here, probably, I'm just I'm I'm that guy. And uh, uh, so you know, I've I've been around the hunting public guys a few times. That uh, you know, they they come through here and did the turkey tour last year. Sure, sure. Trash at my place. Uh, I'm in contact with those guys a lot. We've built. Um, a good relationship um and just through through that you know i hunted with them for the first time last january in alabama catman and i went down and did that and from the get-go maybe it's one of those hunting things we just talked about where you just click but that's yeah. what happened and uh you know like i said we ted texted me what two or three days ago he put another one down that dude is killing it this year dude he is an absolute monster i want to be like ted it, well, who does it? I mean, look at the following <laughs> this guy has. I, I, know. I mean, he's got his own hat. It's I know. The Ted. I know. The Ted. Um, if I order one, I mean? do you think that guarantees me a, a deer kill? What's that? Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> but you have to have you, you have to have the stash too that he's got. You're gonna have to save that thing you got there. What if I do? I don't jumps? advise doing. By the way, but <laughs> anyway, but um, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ted's awesome. Uh, him, him, and uh, his. Uh, the, you probably saw the uh, the episode where his parents came down and stayed with me this past summer, and 
we all went out catfishing with Catman and catching fish. I mean, just good people. Like I'm saying, so going back to the the other hunting public guys, you know, uh, we get together at camp there, and it's just like we we just fall into that niche where we just start talking. Like you know, we've known each other forever, and so I had not met. Um, Dan Infall, then Joe uh, Rittmeister. Hell, I can't say his name. Joe, I'm sorry, bro. I can't say your last name. <laughs> I can't um, either, so don't ask me. <laughs> cool cool I just dude. Call, but... I call him Babyface Joe. Anyway. Oh, Babyface Joe. <laughs> he's a, but, he's a mobster. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. Ooh. <laughs> the deer mob. I like it. Deer mob. Um, oh, that's, that's ominous. So, but, man, like, so Dan, you know, meeting him for the first time he's this this icon in the hunting world that he's a he's a you know i'm six five this dude is a big man you know and he's got that voice and i i'm like you know introducing myself and dude was awesome awesome he is he's quiet uh from my experience he was quiet and then we get to talking about hunting and this guy lights up and he listens and asks questions and he's genuinely interested in and you, and then you ask him questions, and I mean, it, it, it's just like again, we're both hunters. We connect, and there you go. I mean, it's just it's just like that. So, um, the only negative in Michigan was all the daggum rain. It, it really held us down from from getting out the way we wanted to, and uh, you know, the campfires were weren't weren't uh, they were still really nice, but. They were few and far between because it's pouring down. We we went in the camper and uh, did some a few podcasts and and uh, that was awesome. You know, uh, just here. I feel like y'all really made the most of that situation. Well, they, they you know these guys are uh, these guys. You know, we're constantly talking about hunting and the knowledge that these guys have. Um, they're not just telling you what to do and how to do it they're willing to share information for, with, with people and uh that's kind of how it was set up you know greg uh, godfrey did a great job of kind of emceeing that thing and asking questions and things that people wanted to hear and then you got uh eberhard on there and and Paul and, and the the hunting public crew war britain and, and and all those guys and it was just it was awesome i awesome. love hearing all those guys awesome. those those episodes were amazing I mean, talk about an all-star cast of who's who in today's um, hunting industry. And again, we're all these guys are blue-collar guys, and and that's that's what I relate to. Um, I think like many of the listeners will, will probably agree with that. You know, it's not. You know, I grew up. You know, we're watching the Sportsman's Channel and Outdoor Network and all this sort of thing, and. I can remember thinking, man, that's so awesome. These guys get to hunt for a living and, 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 and they're killing all these big deer. And the more I learned about it, um, not to say that they're all not doing that, but some of it, you know, they're, they're uh, maybe a high fence type of situation or it's a managed thing. And there's, there's nothing wrong with hunting private land at all, in my opinion. And if I get a chance to do it, I'll do it. But uh, I don't have a lot of opportunity for that. So I take the most of make the most of my opportunities on public land, at least try to. And uh, um, that's what the, all these guys are doing. And uh, it just, uh, I look up to all of them, you know, 
every single one of them. You know, Ted is, he's like 21, 22. I know, dude. And, and I'm learning stuff from all these guys. I, I, you know, it's always a learning situation for me. I try to soak it all in and, and, and become a better outdoorsman myself. Well, so let's back up, though, just a second. So I think the context behind that and why that's significant is because you're an adult onset hunter, right? Like you, you're not you weren't steeped in in hunting from a young age, right? Say, say I couldn't hear you say again. I said you you were you're an, an adult onset hunter, right? Like you were not steeped in a hunting tradition from a, from oh, a young age. Correct. You know, right. I, I didn't start hunting until my late 20s. Right. And, right. And and like. For me not growing up in that um, I didn't have the intuition that some of these, you know, these guys that grow up in the woods have. And so um, I, I like, you know, I was a little self-sufficient type of guy. I'm like, you know, sure. I was trying to read as much as I could, but I wanted to do it. I wanted to prove that I could do it and get it done. And what I learned was I wasn't very good at that. And but I didn't know at the time. And the better hunter you become, you're like, God, I was an idiot the first so many years. You know, <laughs> how many wasted opportunities did I have? I thought, hey, if my camo looked good right. and I sprayed all this stuff on my body, right. I was going to be a good hunter. And you know, this spot looks really pretty. I've seen deer here before. Why are they not here? It's just, you know, it's hopefully it's evolved a lot from that. So. <laughs> That that's all. I mean, it sounds. It's. I can't imagine a better group of people to learn from. I mean, are they are they as willing and like forthcoming to like mentor and and talk you through things? Like, do they just like pour their knowledge onto you, or do you feel like they were kind of like maybe hush hush about things? What was your what did you come oh, away no, from like, thinking? You know, I've I've been hunting for golly, so about sixteen, seventeen years now, I guess. So, um. But again, I'm still learning. So, but my first few years hunting, it was never public land. I, as a high school teacher, you know, I have a lot of students and got, and since I was coaching basketball, just I knew people in the community and they knew me. And uh, uh, when I started hunting, you know, people started offering, hey, you know, we've got some land here. And it was, I was like, cool. And uh, so, you know, it was kind of pristine type of situation. You know, I just come in to my ladder stand, I already had, on the tree or the lock on. And, um, so it wasn't until I started hunting private or excuse me, public land. So I learned I was a pretty big idiot when it comes to deer hunting. And, uh, I mean that, you know, and that's the cool thing. Like I've got so many friends right now. Cause so I've been, you know, saddle hunting for five, six years now. And, and that's taken the, that's the rage in, in, in the hunting industry from what I can see. And so these, these guys are wanting to get into it and they're, they're asking me all these questions and then they're starting to say, you know, I want to hunt public land. You know, that's what a lot of people are doing. And, um, so they're learning the things that, oh my goodness, I wasn't very good at this. I didn't know this or all the deer were here every single day when I was hunting private land. So it's cool to see their, um, progression, progression. And I'm like, you know, I was there. I've been through that, done that. But to answer your question, these guys are very uh, much forthcoming with information. Like um, after the, the the public land challenge, I had uh, I had a hunt up in East Tennessee on a draw hunt, 
and I sent some some uh, Onyx footage to Zach Perenball and said, hey, you know, I've been here, but you're really good at this. What do you see? And he he sent some stuff back and said, check out these spots. Now, he was totally wrong because I didn't see any deer or kill any deer up there. <laughs> but he was nice to give it to me. Now, now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm questioning whether he just didn't burn me. <laughs> we need to tag. Well, I'll tag uh, Zach in, in the, the <laughs> posting of this. And we'll, we'll, we'll title this episode, Did Zach Bar- Farrenball Burn? Burn Big A. <laughs> you probably hit on one of his honey holes, and he's like, I'm telling this guy to go to the wrong spots. Nah, he's, <laughs> ne- he's never even been there. But the, yeah. that's the, the cool thing about these guys, you know. They are really good. You know, because this is they do it daily. They're looking at maps constantly and they see things that that might give them an advantage in the lay of the land, the, the topography, the the funnels and the transitions. And they see, you know, things that me, again, the average Joe that's that's really working hard, but they're doing it daily and they see things that I'm not seeing. And uh Again, that's what I want to learn. And, and I have questions like, why here? Why are you choosing? Tell me what you're seeing. And again, very forthcoming. Very forthcoming. Well, so what was the end result? Did you see any good deer on that, uh, the hunting, the, the public land challenge? I did, and I missed him. Um, no, you didn't. You're a liar. Uh, Come no, on. It's So, uh, yeah, I missed him. I worked really. So here's the deal. Early season for me was really tough. I had a really tough go of getting on. That was, uh, I got on a really good deer there. And then after that, it was tough because I was moving around so much, meaning I wasn't, I wasn't hunting here in Tennessee in my local areas. And I was going and hunting weekends at places that were new to me. And, uh, it was really tough to get on sign or learn the, the pattern of the early season bucks at some places. So in Michigan, though, I had more time uh, when I was up there. And uh, first night out, uh, went to a, a spot. It was a, more of an overlook situation. To, so I could, it, I was in a, uh, I mean, I, I was, I was hunting, you know, at camp with Dan Infall. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm hitting the swamps. So, <laughs> I mean, you got to, I mean, I'm going to, you know, uh, <laughs> No, it just happened to be that way. So, um, <laughs> hit, hit a swamp. It was, it was, it was a, it was a high point to where I had a good vantage to see nothing sitting on a really heavy trail, but nothing. And rains came, rains came, rains came the next day. Didn't get out till about noon after it subsided. When I say rains, like I don't mind, you know, being out in a light rain. I think deer will be out in a, right, a light rain, but the, the heavy stuff is just, just not going to be good, but, uh, got in and just put boots on the ground, boots on the ground. That's the, that's the best thing that I can do. You know, I, I can't speak for other hunters. I think most of them would agree, but learning areas, especially new areas, getting on the freshest sign, because I'm not there to kill a deer. I'm there to kill a, a buck. And I, it's not about seeing deer. It's about seeing a shooter buck for, for me. That was my goal at that point. And so, uh, anyway, Dylan from the hunting public, he and I were out 
scouting uh, a, a property and uh, we come across some major fresh sign and uh, we're talking about a rub line 50 yards if not more long just just killing these trees and uh, so we sat on it that night we, we didn't plan on uh, setting on it that night we were going to scout other places but it was so fresh um, and he was filming and we sat on it and no deer came through uh, so we decided, okay, we're going to go back the next morning. Maybe it's more of a, uh, a morning spot where they're transitioning through. Uh, so then we set up and we went about fit. We, we didn't want to sit in the same like core, like tree area. So we went down about 50 to 70 yards and set up again, nothing. So, you know, we're stumped and we're, we're knowing, or we know that we we're, we're there for a limited amount of time. So we're trying to see what's going on but then we realized it had rained so much where the 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 rubs were it was on the edge of a a creek bed well we couldn't tell from where we were at but we learned after we got down and walked down there that the creek had risen and we were finding beds underwater so we're like okay these these deer have been pushed out of here they might have made these before it started raining so much. So what we did was we crossed over the creek and went to the other side where it was higher ground. We wanted to find high ground where they're going to be out of the water and whatnot. And immediately we find scrape, 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 rub, rub, rub. And it was, it was done after the rains. So we put uh, a plan together and we were going to go in back in that evening um dylan had to end up staying back at camp because the hunting public guys are editing non-stop to get content content out to these hunting crazy guys that needed every 24 hours so there they needed an extra guy so i went back out and uh to that core area and set up and within an hour does start funneling through so this is the first deer I'm seeing while on the actual hunt. So obviously I'm excited. And next thing I see is where one of the rubs were. I look up and there's a deer wearing out the tree. Now it's on, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a really good Michigan eight pointer. When I say like, I know what a Michigan eight pointer should look like. I'm just, there's a lot of deer in Michigan. And that was the goal to, to, to get on deer in Michigan where they're they're very much pressured that's the challenge the hunting challenge you know it's not a competition we're all com comrades here trying to you know enjoy each other and, and, and get on a hunt so anyway the challenge was to 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 go and kill a, a mature deer and um, this was a mature buck it was around 115 inches which to from my understanding is is a pretty solid deer in Michigan, there are bigger deer out there for sure, but to my knowledge, that was going to be one something that would be a really nice one. So, um, he comes in. I'm a lefty shooter. Um, I'm a southpaw, and he is coming in on a string, and something happens. He's with a spike, and I don't know. It's like this deer sense, the, the this intuition that they have, and he decides to change. And, he, and he's coming straight away to me to to my right which would have been perfect 
Well, right before he gets to my tree, he decides to bounce to the other side of the tree. And instead of walking past me, he kind of trots at this point. And I can't even draw back because the spike is kind of looking around now. Anyway, he gets about 20 yards behind me, 25 yards. And I draw back on him. Spike's not looking. It's sun's going down at this point. There's shadows in there. And I let the arrow fly. And it dings a twig that I, I never saw. And the arrow scrapes off his off his front breast, uh, to the best of my rec- recollection. And I'm sitting there watching. I didn't know for sure at that point in time, but after looking at my arrow, I got a little hair on it. Um, the deer ended up just kind of walking away, like he didn't know what happened. Uh, you know, that was a heartbreaker. I mean, but it happens. It, 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 the next morning, I was going to go back after it, and I was, I was just going to go closer uh, to kind of where – well, actually, I wanted to sit around that scrape. Or I'm sorry, that that uh, yeah, the, uh, the scrape he was working uh, right where there's a, the the rub tree was. So, but the wind was not good, and I decided that evening when the wind shifted, I was going to go in there. Well, I went back in there. Jared, excuse me, not Jared, but uh, Dylan went back in there with me this time, and the deer came in, but it was dark. They came in. They came in like 45 minutes later. We sat there and waited, and we we turned our, our headlamps on, saw the eyes coming in and and all that. And that pretty much that was that was the last that was the last time. Um, that was Saturday evening. Then uh, I left on Sunday. Um, but uh, then, uh, I, well, pretty much everybody left except I think for Jake and uh, from the hunting public, Zach and and. Uh, Ted and then Joe and and in fall and then that's when Joe Sunday evening he he got he got the uh, uh, buck there um, Jared with tethered uh, Schaefer he got a doe and to, to my recollection that was that was the only deer that was shot but we were all on deer I mean we all had deer around us and um, it was it was just an awesome experience just from being around the people where we were around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you went from there, you know, I'd, I'd feel bad for you, but your season improves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you know, yeah, you missed, you know, a deer with Dan Infall sitting over your shoulder, you know, it happens to the best of us, but you know, (laughs) well, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow because in my head I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm going to shoot this deer. He's coming in on a string, and you know I'm with all these great hunters, and I get the chance to shoot one. You know, and and so be it. Uh, but again, it was a, it was a uh, learning experience. Maybe I was a little too confident, thinking, "Oh, he's coming right here." And he didn't. You know, and things things change. So, um, you know, I went to a, a couple more deer camps. Like I said, I went to one in East Tennessee, and uh, I had one here in Tennessee, you know, Clayton, uh, Bond, and Catman, and all those guys, just a bunch of friends here in the Tennessee area. We had a blast. Uh, we, we Kind of the same thing. It rained the whole time there. But, again, the experience of having all those guys at camp was phenomenal. Uh, my friend Wally down in Florida was supposed to come but couldn't make it. <laughs> um, 
that that was probably some bad juju right there. But uh, anyway, yeah. So gun season comes around. <laughs> gun season comes around, and I uh, I haven't been able to hunt probably in a couple weeks, and uh, so uh, I was able to get out on Thanksgiving morning, and for the first time in a couple weeks, and walking in there's chasing going on immediately actually i overslept uh so when i got there i didn't want to walk straight into the woods because the 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 sun was coming up i wanted a little vision at that point and uh so i'm sitting there and i see this this doe out in the field and she's watching me get out of my truck and uh so i'm just looking around hard to see if there's any bucks flying around and there's not so i take my time and get all my gear together and uh i, I wear my saddle in so uh, i put it on and and whatnot so next thing i know i look back out in that field and i see that a deer running and i'm assuming it's the doe i finally spooked her and then i realized that this is we're looking at a probably 130 class deer and what it was, he was on her trail, and he was he was after her. I watched, I actually watched him for a little bit. They were going in and out of this uh, part of hardwoods, and so I, I had my rifle, and I'm sitting there. I actually sat down just at the base of a tree, thinking I'm probably going to pop this guy right here if he comes out. And um, after about 20 minutes, they didn't come out. I didn't hear any chasing, so I made my way up to. The area I wanted to go, I was in a transition area of uh, a hardwoods and, and a thicket where I, it's it's known bedding uh, to me when I had the wind. And so I get set up, and I can hear running around. All, I mean, you know, Thanksgiving morning here in Tennessee, it was a uh, high 30s, low, yeah, high 30s, real crisp uh Wind was not heavy, um, just a really awesome morning. And uh, heard, you know, you can hear all the leaves and all that stuff going on. I and mean, it's just very exciting. And then I actually saw about six different bucks cruising through there that morning. Uh, they were smaller, but they were obviously on that scent, probably of that doe that was getting chased by the, by the, the bigger deer. And they come out a couple times. And and when I say this, all this is probably within about two hours. I mean, like my hunt was over two hours. Anyway, I hear the chasing going on, and, and it's coming back out of that thicket. And uh, I see horns, and my my intuition is I got to shoot this joker because he's probably going to run. Um, and it was a, I don't know, maybe 150 yards. Um, and so I shot and shot felt great. I saw him kick, uh, ran over a little rise and I was going to sit and wait. And then I heard what I thought was the deer crash and I was too excited. I couldn't, I couldn't wait. And I got down and, uh, walked over to where I heard the crash and, and he was laying there. It was a solid eight pointer that I was stoked to say the least to to have a deer on the ground and my first thanksgiving buck and uh just a phenomenal morning to top it off that's awesome dude that's that's i feel like that's the kind of hunt that people dream about like legitimately i feel like that's the kind of hunt that 
I'm I I look forward to that kind of thing. My rut hasn't begun. Begun. Began. Begun. Whatever. You know. So for me, I'm still longing for those kind of days. You know, I'm still sitting probably probably another week before you're technically like true pre rut. Like I think the does are probably starting to trickle in right about now. Um, but the peak is, is coming up and, and I have yet to really have one of those hunts where, you know, that joker is just like comes trotting on by, or you can see it, or you can kind of see that hunt kind of unfold. And, uh, it's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. Well, thank I appreciate it. Yeah. I can't speak here. I appreciate that. It, you know, it, you know, the excitement, we're all excited about going to woods. You never know what's going to happen. And as soon as I get out of my truck, I mean, just out of my truck, I'm sitting there. I've got to cross this field to go in the woods. I'm sitting there, and there's a doe right there. And that's like, okay. And then there's a buck chasing it. And then, um, you know, I'd, I'd hunted a lot in, in archery season. I, was, I put a lot of, you know, miles on the car and, and hours in the woods. And, uh, you know, there was little to to nothing most of the time for me. And, you know, the, the, the rut's a different animal. You just never know. Um, it's always possible for something, to, uh, a, a good deer to come by. And uh, like I said, I, I, saw, I saw more bucks that one morning in two hours, whether they're big or small, than I had in, in most of my hunting season so far. And uh, the, the fact that, you know, it, it was just special for me for my first bucket of the, of the season and, having it on Thanksgiving, knowing I was going to go back and, and, and eat with my family and enjoy that time. It's just, it's just a good in, in, interior feel good feeling. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, sure. Um, it, it, it was, you know, I was, I think I shot, it was around seven forty-five central time in the morning, give or take. And, and, and just thinking, you know, also, I love being in the woods, and I would have I would have sat out there all day. You know, my family right. would have waited on me because uh, I had my parents in town, and we're gonna, at my brother's house. They would have waited till I was done hunting, and then ate and whatnot, which is awesome. But the the thought of hey, I get to go to the family now. Like I don't have to be in the woods. Yeah. And, I, and it's not a derogatory sense. I'm saying that um, because I I love being in the woods, and sure. I would have been expected to be in the woods. But the fact that it was like the monkey off my back type of thing, and sure. now I can just go enjoy it. And, and that's what that was. And uh, so that was Thanksgiving, and I, I went one afternoon. That was well, – Thanksgiving was on a Thursday. I think I went the following Monday um, on, on public land uh, down here, and uh, you don't have much time. You know, I get out of work at – three o'clock and it's dark by four forty five, five o'clock. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got That's what I was about to say was you, you your time in the woods being a you know, a, a dad and also, you know, having a career, I mean it's it's difficult for you. And we had just recently talked about how you hadn't gotten out very much. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing. When I have gotten out, like I said, it was I was I was in Kentucky, I was in Michigan, I was going to East Tennessee or or new uh areas that when I say new, um you know, maybe I'd hunted there before, but I don't have boots on the ground. Like, I don't know what the deer is doing. You know, even, you know, locally, the, the best way for me to kill a deer is to keep up with what, what's going on. And if I, if I miss a week to two weeks, food patterns change. You know, the, the pressure shifts them to another area. So 
I was dealing with that and, and, and I'm not complaining. That's just part of it. But, you know, I'm a full, you know, I'm a teacher five days a week. And then on every other weekend I have my kids, I'm coaching uh, them in sports. And so um, any free time I get that I'm able to, I'm, I'm trying to go to the woods and it's, it's hard to learn and pick up what the deer are doing on a consistent basis, uh, especially when it gets later in the year, like it is, because now it's getting dark at 445, five o'clock. I don't have as much time, but my, my opinion is here in the middle Tennessee area, you know, the, the, the majority of the major rut kicks in the first three weeks of November. Um, and, and, and it's funny because it could be different just one County over, but what, and I'm hunting prim, primarily three counties here and, and in my area. And, uh, I just know that those three weeks are prime. And then after that, you know, different does are coming, coming in at different periods of time. So for me, I think the rut, you know, is a continuous thing almost through December. Now, obviously there's some of the, some of the time is hotter than others, but so for example, I went that day, that Monday after that hunt, I didn't see a deer. I went to a location that I had actually hadn't hunted this year, but I, I was going because I hadn't been out and I knew that it was a area in the evening that there was a lot of deer crossing to these fields. And I was trying to set them up, set up on them before they got to the fields because I figured they were going to be late going to the fields because of the pressure from the gun season and hunters, you know, I, I don't know about there, but here, you know, a lot of the hunters just want to sell fields. And there's a lot of pressure there, so I was trying to head that off. Well, I didn't see a deer that day. And then uh, I decided to go this past weekend. I'd, I'd made plans to camp out and hunt Saturday after my kids' ball games. And then, and then if nothing panned out, I was going to camp out that night on the local WMA and then hunt Sunday. Well, went out Saturday, uh, set up camp. I uh, was going to go check some cameras. There were a couple of hunters trucks in the area and I didn't want to go in there and mess any of that up. So I went ahead to, uh, to a spot that I was, and, and I just, I'm fixed to contradict myself. I said, I don't like to hunt fields, uh, uh, this time of year, because I feel like there's a lot of pressure and I feel like the deer are coming either really late and it's dark or they're moving on to something else because of that pressure. I think that they, they will definitely come back. Um, once, you know, a lot of hunters kind of, after the, the Thanksgiving holidays and stuff and, and the first week or two of December, I think they kind of start dying out. At least here they do. And uh, so anyway, I talked to another buddy, uh, John, and he he actually was in the area that I was going, wanting to go hunt. And But he said he was coming out. He was just kind of scouting. And he said, you know, there's some sign in these fields you might want to check out. And so um, I went in and I knew that these fields – it was beans in archery season and they were cut and then they were uh, planted with winter wheat on top of that. And so it was about the time that I knew the winter wheat was coming in from what I'd seen. So I decided to go to this field that was way back there, hopefully away from all the pressure I just talked about on a, uh, with a Creek surrounding it. And uh, I went in and 
I don't know, one, one thirty. I wanted to get there early because I wanted to look on the look for sign and stuff like that and uh got set up and about three forty five those started funneling into the field from the far end of the where the coming from the creek area, watching those for about five or ten minutes and knowing that hey you know if there's does i'm hunting does this this time of year by the way i mean that's what i'm looking to do i'm hunting the does hopefully that the, the you know the mature bucks or any bucks that i deem as a shooter um are following and it was like I, was, I kept looking at my my watch trying to just kind of figure out times and whatnot and like literally eight minutes later buck comes walking out of the trail and uh i can I put my scope on and immediately decide this guy's a shooter and safety's off, pull the trigger and he dropped in his tracks. I've never had a deer drop right where it laid, but, or stood, but this deer did. And I will sit there and watch him and he was done and (laughs) didn't have to worry about tracking job or anything like that. It was, uh, Tennessee is a two buck state and so within a week week and a half buck tags are filled um I'm a happy man that's awesome man that's awesome and you know I I was so happy to see that post by tethered that you had killed a deer because you had been you know struggling to get out I think you know you and I had talked several times about different ways for you to get out kind of close to to the house and whatnot and and uh you know you you went about it the right way. You put the time in when you had the opportunity. You know, it blows my mind, though, that you can hunt fields up there. Like, I wouldn't touch a field in Florida. Like, not even close. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like, even in, in, in the archery season and when they're the, – the public land fields here um, are, are usually uh, have beans or corn on them, and I am trying to set up in a transition to where they're going to the field even. And so I don't typically just sit on a field this time. This was the first time all year I sat on a field because I just really, sometimes, you know, you can overthink yourself and and actually when I'm sitting in this, when I'm sitting there, I'm overthinking it then too. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should have went on the other (laughs) side of the Creek and all this, but, but I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm playing the wind I'm at the far end. I haven't touched. I didn't go to any part of that field um, to where I, I would leave scent. And uh, I just, I, I felt it was an intuition thing. The, the the field was green, not like full, full on green, but it was pretty green from this winter week coming up. And I just had a good feeling that, you know, I see, you know, how many times are you driving by a field in the evening and you see these deer out in there and, and I knew that I just had that feeling they're going to be on this winter wheat. And it just, you know, it was, like I said, I, my buddy had been in or, or around there in some other fields and said, you know, there's all kinds of sign in here and it looks really fresh. And and I was like, you know, well, you're in there. I'm not going to come. He's like, no, I'm leaving. I've got something at church. And I was like, all right, bro, you, you, you good? Because, you know, I'm not trying to intrude especially any of my friends or anybody else is hunting there, but there was nobody else there. And uh, I decided to go because at this particular location, 
there's many, many fields that are cut off by different stretches and fingers of woods. And I went to as far back as I could. And uh, matter of fact, um, during turkey season out there, Catman found some really nice sheds. And so, you know, just all these things are in my mind. And, and so I'm like, I've got to get out here. Um, and uh, it, it, it just worked out. And uh, once I went over to that buck, he had literally just come out of a trail from, from the, the, the woods, from the creek bed. And I got to exploring a little bit as he laid there. And that trail was muddy. Like it was just like, and it, and it, and it wasn't, it, it hadn't rained in a few days. Um, so it was an obvious, um, they were, I think that they, they, I don't think that they were as much in the other fields because of the pressure and they were pushed back to the further back close to that Creek. Cause there's not a lot of hunters that are crossing that Creek to go in those woods. Just, they're just not, and, uh, not your average guy. I don't think, you know, you know. Diehards and stuff, maybe, but I just I didn't see I didn't see the boot sign and stuff, so I felt really good about it, and uh, it, it just it just was a good situation. And so, buck tags are, are full here in Tennessee. I'm trying to make a looking to maybe go down to Atlanta to see a fellow tethered guy Josh Stearman, the huckster, and maybe get after him uh, possibly next week. If not. We're still working on that. If that doesn't work out, I still got that Kentucky tag running a hole in my pocket. So, I, yeah, I mean, uh, worst case scenario, could you just come on down here? We'll hunt the rut down here. That's a little bit more of a drive this time I think of year. It's more, for me. it's more, it's more of a fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, Atlanta is about three and a half hours from me, and Kentucky's within two hours. So that's 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 going to be more doable but you know it's uh me being a teacher we're going to get a decent christmas break here so hopefully uh i can i can work out something but either way if not i'm I'm going to be on dope patrol here in tennessee and i'll still be out and uh doing that and then come january um i'm not sure of the exact location yet but i'm going to be hooking up with the hunting public guys and uh hunting with them the first week or two in January. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it just, it's, it's doing, doing what we all love is hunting. And then you get to add the camaraderie and the, the shenanigans and stuff with that. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, after that, we'll, uh, that'll be the season. Then I'll be, uh, meeting up with all the tethered guys at the ATA show in Indianapolis, showing off some new goodies and uh, exciting times for sure. Yeah, dude. It's going to be a good time. You're going to have fun at ATA. You're the kind of person that's just going to not meet a single stranger, and, and there's going to be a bunch of strangers. So <laughs> you're going to you're well, have yeah, a blast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely the weird guy. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to any and everybody that, that will even put up with, with me and listening to me. Uh, <laughs> that's just me. I, I like to talk and meet people and uh, – and whatnot but you know we're sitting here talking about me and a while ago you were talking about is it patreon am i saying that right yep patreon we're talking yep. about patreon and the fact that chasing tales is now expanding and doing a lot more video speaking of video 
you had a pretty sweet little hunt here lately, huh? Yeah, man. I got the monkey off my back, dude. I, uh, I, I don't know. I still, you know, I watch that thing, that video. I'm, this is going to sound vain. I watch that video just about daily. Um, I have always dreamed of being able to capture my hunts on film so that I could look back and see them because I'm a real visual person. And, yep, yep. uh, I still like sit in disbelief that I got that hunt on video. Like I just, it blows my mind, man. It's, uh, it's cool. I, I got my, my first public land deer, um, with the help of some, some buddies, Jared and Grant and Parker and Chase, you know, they helped me out and finally got the curse off my back. And man, I had to be honest with you, that self-filming thing, I know you're not into it, but dude, I really enjoy it. Well, what I'm really into is if somebody wants to film me because I'm oh. on the lazy side and I don't want to carry all that extra gear. Yeah. And on top of me trying to enjoy my hunt instead of worrying if I've got the camera angle, I am not. I really don't care to do that because if I'm seeing a deer, I'm going to shoot it and then I'll be mad at myself because I didn't get it on film. And I just don't want, I don't want that hassle. Yours was phenomenal. Like, Thanks, I, I, dude. I've looked at it. I've looked at it a few times myself. Not every day like you're doing, but I've looked at it often. <laughs> but I will say this: it was, you know, we. I joke around a lot. That's my nature. And uh, but from from a, a serious side here, you know, just seeing the raw emotion that you had from that just gave me butterflies. I mean, that's what it's <laughs> oh, about. Man. And, and uh, no, I'm serious. It, it, that's what it's about. I mean, I love, I loved everything about that. And the hard work that you put in to to that hunt and every hunt, and you know we've talked often, you know, um, when you're out scouting and stuff, and we're, we're we're passing information and bouncing stuff off, and you know, and to see it all play out is on video. I mean, I can hear your story all day long, and I'd be happy for you, but to really see. Your emotions was just just so uplifting to me. I, I really enjoyed that. And I want to thank you for for getting that on camera because I'm sure as heck not doing it. Oh man, dude, that warms my heart. You know, I I, I am so touched by the amount of feedback that I've gotten on that video. Um, surprisingly, there hasn't been a single negative comment. I'm sure I've jinxed it now. I really don't care anyway. So if you think you're going to get a rise out of me, I really couldn't care less. But the amount of people that have reached out and said, hey, dude, and, and I, I'm not making this up. I mean, legitimately, I've had people reach out and be like, hey, how did you stay so positive during that event? You know, like, how did you, you know, I'm still struggling on public land to figure it out and I haven't been able to figure it out. And it has just been so cool to see just how many people have been impacted by that video and have enjoyed it. And it's given me a chance to interact and and. and you know, give positive vibes to people who are out there grinding like I was, because it wasn't easy for me, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without my friends. So, you know, I, I, I it warms my heart and it motivates me to do more of it. Uh, when you say things like that, dude. Well, does that mean that you're going to start videoing me? I mean, you come down to Florida. I already gave you the invite. <laughs> you know, I mean, there. I'd be down there in a heartbeat. If, if, <laughs> Listen, uh, my job did not. <laughs> They kind of frown upon me just leaving whenever I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I my intent is to it, listen. This is this is a a no BS moment here. George is is protesting. You've got a boykin as well. She she's ready to to go play fetch again. But uh, you know, I really my like 
end goal with this podcast would be to highlight Southern Southern hunts. You know, I'd love to go to Michigan and Missouri and all that stuff, but I really want to go and meet up with some of the awesome people like you and Parker and Adam Cruz and Jared and Grant and, and, and highlight these Southern areas that are gorgeous and challenging and so much fun and uh, you know, the the Patreon subscribers, you know, they're making that possible because I've invested in camera gear. I've got all that paid off now, and now we're, we're, we're searching for a good deal for Chase. And, um, you know, that's that's what that's what's coming. And that's my goal is to highlight the, the Southern Hunter. So just as soon as I can afford to come up there and hunt with you, dude, I swear to you, uh, you will be one of the first people I hunt with in Tennessee. We'll get a big group together. I'll come up there and and uh, you, you can show just me the so ropes. You know. Just so you know, the, the the invite is always there. There's no, it's not, it's just a phone call, hey, I'm coming. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's not, can I? No, it's, yeah. it's there. It's on the table. So, um, and and then uh, you're talking about the, the Elite Puppy Jacket. The Elite is awesome. Love that stuff. That is an awesome giveaway prize. Yeah. Um, William, the owner. Great uh, guy. You know. He's local to me. Got to know him. Awesome dude. Uh, lo- love the, the 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 camo and and the the usage of it. It's not just the pattern, but the cat pattern's pretty sweet too. So yeah, um, good good stuff there for whoever wins that. No, I'm I'm excited about it. I've got the the soft shell jacket and pants, and those pants, dude, I swear are some of the most comfy pants I've ever had the chance to wear. A um, little bit heavy for the majority of my hunts down here, but we're starting to creep up on that season where I'll get to wear it more and more, and I love it, man. And and you talk about an awesome guy. He he came on the podcast, and, and, and he was a great guest. It was a, it was a very good episode. And then, you know, I've stayed in touch with him. You know, I texted him the other day with some of my ideas, and he, he shot back, you know, how he's planning to address some of those and some other ideas I hadn't even thought about. I mean, you talk about a guy who is – pouring himself into a craft he reminds me just like greg and ernie and you guys are, and uh he's just he's good people man i'm i i was so thrilled when he uh agreed to to join the giveaway and i can't wait to get that jacket to someone because i know they're going to enjoy it yeah i've i've worn i've worn the uh the, the same stuff that you're talking about the, the soft shell pants yep. and, and jacket and i've got a vest and some of their um Oh, what's the, it's not Merino, it's a... Uh, alpaca. alpaca. Oh, God, I love that yes. piece. Yes, that stuff's awesome. Anyway, and the, and the guy is, is constantly trying to better the product or, yep. you know, wanting feedback. And, and it's not just, you know, so many companies just want to make something to make a buck. He's looking to make the best product that, that he can possibly make for the hunter that, you know, is looking for specific things and... and, and he's knocking out the box. You know, we, yep. I, I got to, to meet him and we had dinner a few weeks back and we sent you funny pictures and made fun <laughs> of you. And, yeah, I'm sure you and, did. And, <laughs> but no, he, no, he, he, he's an awesome dude. And so yeah, good, good, good product there for sure. I, I yeah. highly support that stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm thrilled by it. And I know he's got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe and when he does, we'll probably have to have him back on to talk about it. Cause um, well, maybe, uh, maybe. I mean, he lives right down the road. Maybe we yeah. just. I don't want to say the word three way. I don't want anybody to get that because <laughs> we're what? talking about hunters and connections and stuff like yeah, that. So we'll just yeah. say we'll do a a triple pod 
cast thingy, <laughs> a triple ender right there you go <laughs> one of the things that is in the works that i think would be an absolute blast is uh th- there is a uh, conglomerate of guys getting together in the north georgia mountains to go hunting next year and that's not that far from you i think no. it'd be pretty cool for you and william to join us i was thinking that uh, it, it'd be a, a good thing to do because it's a it's a fun challenge up there there's an abundance of public land that you can go and and use and um, you know, it, it's going to be a good time. So you guys should join us as well. Well, and here's, here's the thing with me. All you got to do is, is tell me about it. And I'm looking at my calendar and all I'm trying to figure out is <laughs> my priority. My number one priority is my two little girls. Sure, the love of my sure. life. They come first, you know, and, and I don't think there's any question there. And if I'm not with them, the, the next love of my yeah, life man. is woods, hunting, fishing, those types of things. So I'm going to be looking to, hey, does this work for me? Yes, it I'm, does. I'm just saying the, the license will get you three turkeys, 12 deer, a bear, and unlimited hogs. So we're planning on going up there and doing a, a turkey hunt as well in the spring, like a turkey slash deer scouting hunt. So, uh, you know, open invite, brother. I'll, I'll shoot you the dates and keep you in the loop. Yeah, give, give me that info because I, I want to crash that party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, listen, my boykin is protesting, and, and uh, that means it's time to, to uh, go wear her out. Otherwise, I won't be able to sleep tonight. But I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for the kind words, man, and sharing your, your story. And let's do this again before too much longer. Yeah, man. It's, it's always fun being on the show. Uh, the, uh, Big A and Wally, I like the sound of that. <laughs> we need to make we that should, a series. Uh, we, <laughs> we, 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 we you and I would have fun anyway. Yeah. Listeners, you know, might get long-winded <laughs> because I don't ever get long-winded when I talk. I just, Never. I just, I, look, the soon, epitome of I brevity. I like to talk hunting. I like to talk hunting, Wally. <laughs> I, just, I can just talk hunting. I will listen to other guys' hunting stories and sit there for a long time quietly just to learn. And yeah. Then I'm going to talk hunting, too, at some point. <laughs> so, um, But, no, dude, I, going back. Thank you for having me on. Congratulations on on your deer, man. I, I'm like, like literally, I'm gonna get off the phone and go watch the video again. Oh man, just, I appreciate you, dude. Good. I really appreciate you, dude. Congratulations on your season. And uh, okay, guys, this is another awesome episode. Yes, I'm missing Chase, but I feel like uh, Big A and Wally kicked it out of the uh, hit it out of the park. Not kicked it out of the park. Jeez, different sports, Walter. But uh, do us a favor, man. We've been seeing the growth, and, and I've been saying this the last few episodes, and I, and I just want to say it again, and that is share this podcast with one person you know who would enjoy it. We've seen a lot of growth, a lot of people reaching out and saying, hey, you know, such and such told us about the podcast, just found the podcast, etc. And that's how we grow. We don't take any of the money from Patreon or our own pockets and put it into marketing. We grow on the word of mouth of you guys, the listener. And I greatly appreciate everything you do. One last thank you to our Patreon subscribers and Tethered for helping make this podcast possible. And uh, until next time, y'all get outside and enjoy the great outdoors.